Welcome to Topical with Michael Schaefer. I'm joined today by my very funny friend, Daniel Muggleton in Sydney. How are you, Daniel? I'm, I'm great. This is called Topical? You didn't tell me the name. I did tell you the name. You never told me the name. You said we're going to talk about topical things and that doesn't mean it's going to be called topical. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry for not telling you the name no, of the podcast. Okay. I'm sorry you had to find out this way. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just you've chosen a f- horrific guest. <laughs> Like, I would argue I'm one of the least topical people ever. Like, I don't Well, watch. that is the end of episode two. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week oh, with no, a comedian I, who actually watches the goddamn news. Yeah, I, I try really hard not to. This is a, a horrific... I mean, I know you're supposed to yes and at all this shit in this rubbish, but, like, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned for you. I'm concerned for your viewers. Mate, listeners, I'll, I'll carry viewers, it. Both. Listeners and viewers are recording yeah. it on a camera Experiences. too. Experiences. How about that? <laughs> well, you just told me right before we went on air that there's a huge story breaking in Australia right now as we speak that I wasn't aware of about how <laughs> comedian and friend Melanie Bracewell uh, swore on the project last night and it's top three on news.com.au. Is that correct? That is correct. I check news.com.au now just because I like Why did election. you check news.com.au? Because of their election coverage. It's really good. Because, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's fun because like every story is like, uh, you know, the... Uh, Celtics blow game five of the NBA playoffs. This is why it's Anthony Albanese's fault. (laughs) Just, yeah, it's amazing. I did see that Anthony Albanese did miss those last two jump shots and that's why they lost. He did, dude. Like, honestly, he missed the inbound. It was crazy. (laughs) Got stolen by Drew Holiday. It's no good. No good. See, you do keep across the news, don't you? Yeah, I mean, sport. Sport, honestly, if if you would like to know things that are happening in sport right now, that's all I got. Oh, well, I've got no sport-related topics Damn for you it. today, unfortunately. All right, so, all right, this is this is where I really... Because I think because I'm tall and white and condescending, people assume I know stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I don't. So this is where I'm going to be found out very publicly. <laughs> okay, well, publicly. I'm not sure how many listeners we're going to have, but, <laughs> hey, this could be the chance. Hey, you can jerk off with only one person watching, but it's still in public. <laughs> Your Honour. Now, uh, we're going to get stuck into our first topic of mm. the day, which was... The leaders' debates, which have just concluded the other night. There was now, three I, of them. There was three of them. They were on various TV networks. Yeah, there was one on Channel 9. First one was on Sky, I believe. Yeah, Sky 9 yeah. and 7, I believe. Again, again, news.com.au. <laughs> I'm, I'm glancing at these headlines. Mate, hey, you, know, you know enough. You know enough to talk about the news if you're glancing at these headlines. Well, it's just I'm trying to figure out what was said on the project last night because <laughs> if there's one thing more enjoyable than watching the project, it's reading someone summarize what happened on the project in oh. bite-sized chunks the next day. Well, you could, you're reading about the Melanie Bracewell. Exactly. That's what I mean. This, yeah. is, this is the true joy of mine. The outrage. Because I, I don't have free-to-air TV. So I'm like, this is the only way that I get to experience the project. Like oh. as, as if, as if uh, letters written by someone during a war, you know, like that kind of World War One energy. Like, my dearly beloved, you won't believe what Mel Bracewell said on the project <laughs> last night. It was the word fuck. Whoa. Let's dedicate Mate, seven more paragraphs to this. One of the paragraphs, what Peter Hellier said right after. <laughs> One of the other paragraphs, what Peter Hellier said three segments later. Incredible. I'm actually do think it's incredible that journalists at news.com.au can manage to create an entire article out of that. I'm so impressed. Like, they're, they're MacGyver. 
Yeah. When it comes to information. With so little, they can do so much. Exactly. Because what they can do is they can go on Twitter, they can find a couple of tweets, you can embed those, and you've got a couple of screenshots from the interview. Can we talk about the Twitter embedding? <laughs> I've never seen a tweet embedded with more than three likes. And it's like, this is what everybody thinks. <laughs> and it's three likes. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Well, absolutely. Well, that's how they confect outrage. They'll embed a tweet and it just gives this sense of research having been done when they embed a tweet. They're like, well, they worked out. Yeah. They found a tweet a tweet about this, so it must be a really must big be, problem. Must be real. Yeah. If someone on Twitter has mentioned it, it must be <laughs> <Yeah>. massive. <laughs> um, Daniel, my first question for you. Sure. So you didn't catch the latest debate, so this might be a hard question for you to answer. Sure. My question for you, what is your definition of a woman? My definition of a woman... <laughs> is uh, whatever Twitter agrees that it is. <laughs> well, that is a much better answer than Anthony Albanese and Scott Morrison's What did, what did they define a woman as? Well, <laughs> they answered it as if they were in a sex ed class and they had studied for a test that they needed to pass. Sure. So Anthony Albanese said, he paused for a moment and just said, an adult female? So that's... Lovely. That's, that's good. Answer. That's nice and vague. I like that. And he went up first. So he got first crack at it. And then... Oh, ladies first. <laughs> yeah. Scott Morrison should have said uh, a female is the person who gets to answer the question first. Yes. It's Scott the Morrison. one that comes before gentlemen. <laughs> Scott Morrison just said a member of the female sex. Wow. Oh, man. I'm glad they got through that. I'm sure everybody feels empowered. They were so brave. Is that not the most insane? That was a question put to the people who... The two people who could be the Prime Minister of the country. Yes. Someone was like, we've got to make sure they know what a woman is. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that is easier to answer. Still difficult to answer. It's a really easier, hard question to answer. Easier to answer than, so what are we going to do about the Solomon Islands, huh? Yeah. <laughs> There's a military base there. You know what the Chinese aren't quibbling about? The definition of a woman. <laughs> They're quibbling about how do we increase our influence in the Oceanic Pacific region? How do we protect the trade routes in the South China Sea? How do we get people to stop remembering how to spell Taiwan? <laughs> you know, that's what we're trying to do here. And, uh, and that's why they're going to win. They're going to win. Oh, they're definitely going to win. Like, unlike unlike Labor in this election, they're going to win. <laughs> it's just, Australian politics is just so embarrassing. Like, honestly, I think there was more integrity when people ran for school captain in year six, you know? Were you a school captain in year no, six? No, of course not. Yeah. I've always been a dissident. <laughs> that's always been my position. You've always been anti-establishment. Yeah. Well, I, the, you know, they, they, ref they don't like me either. <laughs> It goes both ways. Did they ask Very you what is mutual. your definition of a woman? And you said, I haven't no. done sex ed yet. Dude, <laughs> I can't answer. Imagine a, like a year six kid in the 90s. What's your definition of a woman? You're like, oh, my mom. She's the best. <laughs> She's the number one woman, I believe. It was like, you're saying all women are mothers? Oh, no. I'm blown away that Scott Morrison didn't go, Jenny, that is my definition That's of a woman. That would have been a slam dunk for him. Dude, I reckon if, if you were playing it right, what you would do is you would just read out the lyrics in full in a monotone to Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. <laughs> That'd be quite good. Just smash that out. It would go viral on TikTok. That's It'd be for huge. Sure. Can you imagine? People would be dun, duetting it. Dun, 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 dun. Vote for me. You know, beautiful. It's lovely. Well, I think you've won the election for Labor. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. The reason why I was asked, though, is because everyone uh, is... What's the word? Complaining, outraged, upset, shocked by transgender women competing in uh -huh. women's sports. Sure. And when I say everyone, three people on Twitter have tweeted about yeah. this and it's been embedded into a news.com.au article and now it's a big issue. Huge issue. Aggregate 11 likes. But, it's just yeah. crazy to me that this is an election. 
Like this is an election issue and every three years it becomes an election issue. Mm -hmm. No one cares. I, I don't think anyone cares except for a very, very, very small minority of people. But for some reason, this topic takes up a huge amount of oxygen in like public discourse. Yeah, it's because it gets it gets them clicks, baby. I clicked on that Mel Bracewell article. Like, what did she say on the project? She said fuck. She no, said wow. fuck on the project. We're going to have to What is this, this the cheap seats? That's 8.45. You can say fuck after 8.45, but it's 7... Th is the project at 7.30? 6.30 to 7.30. Is it? Do you know what's interesting That's about the project? so early. It's very early. Did you know oh, with the project... Wow. What channel is it on? 10. Channel 10. Okay. Mate, yeah. stay on 10. News delivered differently. <laughs> <laughs> News delivered differently, sometimes with swear words. Sometimes with swear words. No, so you on channel... Well, we've been told at the project that I think you get three shits in a show. I think that's like what the censors say. You get and, three and, shits. And, and what about how many times do you get to say the word shit? <laughs> I really set you up for comedy. that. Comedy. Comedy. That's, that's what comedy is. <laughs> I, don't know if you, I don't know if you guys saw that, but that's how you fucking do it. Um Jeez, that feels like a like a PSA. Um, no, you get sh you get three shits in the hour. I imagine you get zero fucks. Do people compete for the shits? I think it's mostly just the comedian that's on will probably take them, but they don't always take them. It's just like they have them up their sleeve if they want them. Incredible. Do you know like whenever imagine you apportioning your three shits <laughs> over the course of an hour? Yeah, you're like, oh my god, three shits over an hour. That's too much coffee. That's that's a that's a Sydney to Melbourne flight. <laughs> Um, that's a bad flight. <laughs> that's a great one. As long as, you're, as long as you're on the windows, you have to get up three times to make everyone else get up. Sorry, sorry, excuse me. It's got a shit again. Peter Hellier told me I get three shits an hour, so I got to I got to take him. Do you say that when you when you get up out of the? I got to take a shit. I want him to know. I don't think I'm jerking off in there. I've already gotten up two other times to do that. There's like, God, he's going again. This guy's a stud. This is unbelievable. He keeps having sex with women in those toilets. No, no. I don't even know what a definition of a woman is. Exactly. Who could, who could be sure these days? I'm having sex with people in those toilets. Um, yeah, it's... Do you know who does care, though, about Whoa. transgender women? Who does? J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah. Harry Potter's J.K. Rowling. Harry Potter's J.K. Rowling. Absolutely. Rowling, Rowling. I'm not sure what the correct pronunciation is, but she not a, not a big fan of them. She, she's called a TERF. She's called a TERF, trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Is that correct? Yes. Also a type of cricket pitch. <laughs> turf pitch. Right. Yes. And lawn? Well, no, there's like turf is like the lawn. Otherwise, it's synthetic. Right. When it's an actual grass wicket. Okay. Then it's we'll edit this bitch. part out of the podcast. I reckon. <laughs> no, this is the hottest bit. It's like, finally, something definitive. It's got lawn on it. Can I give you my hot take on J.K. Rowling? I'd love uh, a hot take on J.K. Rowling. That seems tricky. Okay, I would so, say lukewarm at best. Yeah. I've, I've built it up too much. But we yeah. have a, we have a, a sound effect for hot takes on the podcast. Yes. So I'm going to cue the sound effect. Let's get ready for this hot take sound effect. And that was our hot take sound effect. Lovely. So this is my hot take on J.K. Rowling. I think that she knows Harry Potter is not as good as it's made out to be. And as a result, every now and again, she'll say something controversial or weird or insane to distract us from realizing that there are lots of plot holes and issues with Harry Potter. That's my theory. That's it. You think she doesn't want to be doesn't want Harry Potter to be dissected? Yes, and and so she creates all these uh, headlines so that no one's talking about Harry Potter. They're talking about her. Yeah, you're making a you're making her sound like a very valuable football coach, like a real Jose Mourinho type, where it's like he says something cook at the press conference, so that takes the heat off the players. 
Yeah, that's she's so saying that, something. That's what you think is happening with J.K. Rowling. So, for example, she came out a few years ago and uh-huh. said Dumbledore is gay. Yes, which was completely unnecessary information to mm-hmm. give out. But I think she just wanted to, you know, create a headline. Yeah. In order to keep people distracted from talking about how her books are kind of overrated. Is, is that what we're doing unless J.K. Rowling says something? Are we discussing Harry Potter ad nauseum? I'm always is talking about Harry Potter. Doing? Is that what you're doing? Just dissecting it. <laughs> Being like, I don't think it was all it's cracked up to be. Oh, geez, are you a Twilight man? I'm sorry to hear that. Well, no, because I, I mean, my, my last name is Muggleton. So obviously I owe the Harry Potter franchise a lot. Um, muggle, right, non-magical person, yes, like yes, Harry yes. Potter, people still associate me with that in some way. Right. Yeah. So you're having a crack at my mum, J.K. Rowling. Your mother. She named me. <laughs> she almost last named me. I didn't realise that this was going to be so controversial for you. But the reason why I bring it up is because do you know that she's got an unlikely supporter in Vladimir Putin? Vladimir Putin likes J.K. Rowling. So this is like a month ago. Vladimir okay. Putin is talking about how Russia is getting cancelled. Okay. I'm not sure if cancelled is the right word for I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> I mean, does, boycotted. Just like Russia just moved to Europe for a bit, kept working, and now is going to crack America again a couple of years later. In a year, Russia's going to get nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, it really got cancelled. I love how you can talk about... I don't think the word cancelled applies to Russia. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not getting cancelled. You're... Like yeah. You've invaded another country. The Austro-Hungarian so. Empire didn't get cancelled. Yeah. yeah. It got defeated in military combat yeah, and then divided. Well, I guess if we can't defeat Russia in military combat, which we can't, the next thing we can do is cancel them. Well, I mean, they're not doing that well, are they, in the old war thing? Not, not, to, not to be like, uh, I, I thought Russia was probably going to win. Is this a news.com.au? Yeah, it was, you're never going to believe what... <laughs> Vladimir Putin said fuck in an interview the other yeah, day. It's just like, how's the war in the Ukraine going? It's fucked. We're not winning. We thought it'd be over. It's no good. But genuinely, like, it, surely everyone's just very impressed by the Ukraine at this point, right? Because Everyone's super impressed. Because, like, that's basically, like... They, actually, they've got a bigger population than us. Ukraine's, like, 40 mil? Oh, I really? Think? I think it's quite a big population. Um, so, like... China invading us is kind of like Ru- like Russia invading the Ukraine. Mm. And are you telling me if China invaded, <laughs> we'd make it six weeks? Fuck no. You think Scott Morrison would be up there being like, we're going to keep fighting. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah, He's he- leaving. <laughs> He's already left. He'd be like, it is a race to get to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. And then Kevin Rudd's like, I speak a bit of Mandarin. Maybe I can assume like the dictatorship of like Australia. Like, he would know. be the autocrat that would be put in charge of exactly. Australia. Kevin Just Rudd. Like that puppet. Like and that, he would love that. That fucking loser from <laughs> Afghanistan. What's his name? Karzai. Was it Karzai? No. Ooh. The guy who was in char- put in charge by yeah, Americans. Yeah, and just fled immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that piece of shit. What do you mean? You wouldn't do that? Snaked all the aid and then just flew to like Qatar. Oh, this guy's a fucking champion. You wouldn't do the same thing? Absolutely not. No. Oh, okay. You would if die. I was in, if I was installed by the US as a puppet dictator and then I like <laughs> took all the money, I'd at least die a martyr. You know what I mean? You would like, die a martyr? Yeah, rather than just go live in Qatar. It's hot. Oh, so you're just saying, what if it was a cooler nation? He's not getting into one of those. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but the former, you know, the the Afghan abdicated like leader is not getting into the Ukraine. You know, they're like, nah, no thanks. What we I don't hear from you. you is that you'd rather die than deal with forty five degree heat. Yeah, I mean the World Cup's there. Maybe after that, you know, go there for the World Cup, then head out, and then go then go home and be a martyr. Really make- Can you be a martyr if you leave the country briefly to see the World Cup and then come back to be a martyr? Does that count? <sighs> I think it would. I think everyone would understand. <laughs> it's like football World Cup. I mean, you once know, every four years. Yeah, how many are gonna? Um, so, so Vladimir Putin has come in to defend 
JK Rowling because he was talking about how all these Russian people are getting cancelled, like Russian literature. All the oligarchs and all that stuff as well, right? Well, well those guys are getting cancelled, but also like their culture is being cancelled. So like their ah. products, their food, their yeah, literature yeah, yeah, yeah. is all being cancelled and banned in some places. Mm. And then he, this is his quote from Vladimir Putin. Recently they cancelled they cancelled the children's writer Joanne Rowling. He called her Joanne Rowling instead of J.K. Rowling. Joanne. Yeah, well, that's... Quite formal for Vlad. (laughs) Uh, Joanne Rowling, because she, the author of books that have sold hundreds of millions of copies worldwide, fell out of favour with fans of so-called gender freedoms. That's a quote from Vladimir Putin. Imagine being J.K. Rowling and waking up to discover that Vladimir Putin is on your side. Yeah. You have to question... Your side yeah. after that. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> she responded and was like, actually, I am I stand with Ukraine. So. <laughs> she just doesn't want any friends or JK. She could go to Russia. She could be like up there with like Tolstoy. And yeah, shit. like don't don't diss your only ally at the moment. Don't don't stand with Ukraine, yeah. JK Rowley. That's, that's so funny. That like, per, Imagine being in the middle of a war and then being like, hey, by the way, J.K. Rowling, you know, <laughs> the books were great. Like, she doesn't have to th- think everything you believe. The books are great. Like, let's just let's just be honest. Let's here. separate the author from the art. Yeah, there was a. I saw there was a chess grandmaster who got banned from a tournament because he was he made some comments on the Ukraine. Oh, which one? Because oh. I love chess. Oh, see, I I didn't. One of those Russian. Names. Was it a Russian? Was yeah, it a Russian, Russian dude? Guy. I mean, they're all Russian except for Magnus Carlsen, who He's is Norwegian. Norwegian. He's number one. He's number one. He's really good. I've heard that. But all the Russians, what are obviously pro-Russian? Well, they ha- it's not their fault. They kind of have to be, otherwise they get killed and their families get arrested. Well, this is the thing. It's like, do you have to be like I? I picked up. Uh, like a print job from this lady who was uh, chatty because it was like late at night and she was clearly just being like, fuck, I don't want to do this work right now. Um, and she was, I was like, oh, where are you from? Because like she had an accent and like a name. She's like, I'm Russian. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you didn't have anything to do with it. She apologized to you. Yeah, for the invasion of the Ukraine. <laughs> I'm not from the Ukraine, so it's not really my thing either. And well, she didn't actually invade them. She doesn't are you sure? Print shop. Are you sure she didn't pull the strings? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Unless there's like a lot of signage. <laughs> We're about to invade. Like a little A-frame pull-up sign, you know? <laughs> Just like, oh, she fuck, I think she helped. Yeah, she That's... was like, it's so embarrassing to be Russian. And I'm like, I'm Australian. Yeah, you're That's fine. That's embarrassing. Well, I feel, I feel similar whenever Israel's in the news uh-huh. for doing something, you know, controversial mm. in the West Bank or Gaza. I always feel... I guess in a similar position. You got to apologize for the, for Israel. Oh, I never apologize for Israel. I okay. never do that. But I I do feel like all of a sudden me being Jewish becomes a thing. Like, okay, but like, but you're Jewish. You're not Israeli. Yeah, but people are dumb and they don't know the difference. Yeah, but like that's what I mean. I just I find it very strange that like that that's like the ultimate white privilege. You know what I mean? Like I'm a lone wolf unless proven otherwise. Like I could do anything, but it's not like every other white dude. Right, being like, we're so sorry about Dan. Like you know, he's yes, you know, and like yeah. If you go and shoot up someone, you're not gonna have white. You know, if you shoot up a school, no white leaders are coming out. Being like, we just want to distance ourselves from Daniel from Muggleton. White man Daniel Muggleton, <laughs> and like you know, we also like, think he's a big supporter of J.K. Rowling. Yeah, his name. it's all it's all very controversial. But like you know, the same way like uh, every Australian prime minister, it's like we're not like, hey, I'm so sorry about the detention on Nauru. It's like, no, nah, that guy's a fucking cunt. Like, I, I, it's got nothing to do with me. Yeah, that's interesting. It is interesting how... But we vote for them. Compulsory voting. So yes. we're all complicit in that. Do you think we're complicit in the bad shit that the government does? Uh, to a degree. But, like, we can't... 
I don't know, man. I like just because you vote for the Liberal Party doesn't mean you want children to be locked up in Nauru. Yeah, it's just that you want to enter the housing market and you've been advised that negative gearing is the best way to do it. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's why you vote Liberal. So it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're a great person. But like, it's <laughs> I don't know. I, I I mean, I think apportioning like any kind of moral culpability to like voting left or right is insane, and like that's what's kind of gripped America, and that's why the Supreme Court's going to overturn Roe v. Wade because like it's partisan. Like, that's the thing. It's like you've got to back your party now and the party's always going to lead the furthest extreme because extreme ideas get the most traction. So then we're stuck. We're just stuck in this hole. So I'm just like, hey, do whatever the fuck you want. Just try to be a good person. Hey, please don't say fuck on this podcast. Sorry, I apologize. I'll, <laughs> actually, wait, for the, I'll wait for the cheap seats. You can say it on that. 8.45, Tuesdays. I think it's 8.40, actually. Get the plug right, mate. What starts at 8.40? How broken is Australian TV? We're not working in 15-minute increments. Well, you know when you see like an ABC show, it starts at like 7.23 on a Wednesday. You're yeah. Like, what? Who is programming this? Yeah, just cut the other show or start running ads. Just run seven minutes worth of ads so I can get here at 7.30 and not be late. Whenever I see that on the ABC programming, I'm like, we got to cut their funding. They are taking the piss now. It's 7.23 start on a show. Who cares? Dude, uh, there should be something. There needs to be something. I know this sounds crazy crazy but there needs to be something and i don't even like the abc i want to make that very clear i think it's all stupid but you've been on the abc several times yeah yeah but no one saw it it's the abc it was abc two <laughs> half the audience of four people so two people uh anyway so um the government shouldn't be allowed to cut the abc's funding i think that should be like a thing they shouldn't be allowed I, that should to be like independent like the government shouldn't be able to be like we're cutting the abc because it's too what fascist to be controlling the media you just, you just can't, like, in the same way that, like, again, like, if Labor was in, and I'm not saying, like, what the ABC shows would prefer to vote, but if Labor was in again, they should be able to give them more money either. Yeah, it should just be It's just like, this figure. is a state broadcaster, it's over there, and it's untouched, and we let that happen. But your view is that they shouldn't have any money at all because you don't like them. No, 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 they can have some money. Like they, 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 need some more, money. they need more money than they have now because what they're producing is garbage. So, like, they definitely need more money. Right. I'm not saying they need heaps more money because when they had more money, they put on shows like The Roast where they had, like, 11 full-time writers for 15 minutes a day. Too many. That's too many writers. Too many writers. <laughs> there are fucking YouTubers doing that at their, at their home with yeah. a mate with a camera on a bloody tripod. It's a phone camera and a dog is their co-writer. Yeah. And, and they can produce... Views. Yeah, more views. <laughs> <laughs> so, too many, but... More than we have now. Okay, interesting. It's an interesting idea that it's there's an independent body, but then who controls the independent body? We just appoint some people, right? right? But they have and they have to have like fixed terms because if you appoint anybody permanently, yeah, they suck and there's no accountability. So what you're saying is that we should vote for the prime minister and the government, and also we should vote for the people who sit on the board of this independent body that determines the amount of money the ABC gets. I think they should be appointed like the Supreme Court of America. <laughs> There's nine of them <laughs> and they make all the funding decisions going forward and they have a lifelong appointment, but like we appoint them old because yeah. it's the ABC. And That's who's watching it anyway. <laughs> Got to get that target demographic. Yeah, like the first one is like ropes. Wendy Harmer and she wears a crown and then like Andrew Denton's there, like, you know, knighting people. Andrew Denton should definitely be on that board. Totally. Like, he is the ABC. Yeah, and it's and then it's just like Mr. Fucking Squiggle or some shit. Like, you know, <laughs> just all these junk. And then like the Rattus, like whatever. Just all these like crap ABC programs from the past. It's just like, yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, I like that. It's a great idea. Yeah. I, I mean, it'll never work, but it's a great work. idea. Yeah, well, I mean, wait, a great idea is not going to work on Australian television? Shocking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can we please start bagging our public broadcasts? Because maybe one day they'll see this and they might want to give it some airtime. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, Daniel, the last thing that I wanted to talk about with you today was uh, something that you mentioned before we started recording, mm. which is a very interesting story that I was just reading about moments ago, uh, also Russia-related, about how there's this new profile pic app yes. that turns your face into a really cool, beautiful cartoon yeah. caricature image, mm-hmm. but it's owned by a Russian company, mm-hmm. and the fears are that this is just the Russians literally collecting high-resolution images of our faces that we are willingly handing over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you acting like this is, like, news? Like, of course. Like... is That just, I, that, that shocks me that that was what was happening. Dude, I just saw that happening and I was like, what is this? Because I saw the first one and I was like, that's pretty cool. So you were suspicious when you first saw of this Of course, app. immediately. Because, okay. like... Hold up, you're on TikTok and you're quite big on TikTok and that's yeah. owned by the Chinese government. So Correct. you're handing over a lot of information to a foreign power. Oh, a, lot of, a lot of information that I'm, I'm funny in 60 second increments. Great, enjoy <laughs> it, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, so this, this is like, yeah, just as soon as I found out that remember like which Harry Potter house are you in? As soon as I found out that was owned by like a data grifting company to then sell that data to advertising. Was that the Cambridge Analytica thing or was that something else? Uh, that was probably later. I mean, it might've been them, but like that, like Cambridge Analytica was like for the US election, like, yes, you know, kind yes. of posting things, which my friend is like a Facebook expert, um, has like showed me, like he's like written articles explaining how to do it. It's very easy. You just make a certain group with a certain name and then you post this thing in that way and you make it organic and then it just kind of grows. And people just willingly give you your data as they're filling out some stupid survey. Well, not even their data. This is just to create like misinformation. Ah, yeah. We were, we were going to, at one point, me and this guy, I'm not going to say who it is just in case, um, we were going to do a podcast where we try and swing an election. Just us with no funding. Yeah. And just see if we can like just a, minimum, a marginal seat and just flip it. And did you succeed? Uh, we didn't we didn't do it. We're lazy. Oh. But he's like he's like yeah. I reckon you probably could. Like it's pretty easy. That's what that's what Cambridge Analytica does on like a big scale. I love how that's the only like barrier between the fall of democracy and stability is just your laziness. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone's doing it anyway. This is just us doing it for fun. Like yeah. everyone's doing it for money. Because I don't know if you've heard this, Michael, but there's a lot of money in winning elections. Uh, right. So this is the thing. So. All that stuff, like, you know, any survey you ever filled in online, mm. like any of those Facebook things, mm. they ask you for certain things about yourself. They give you like a little personality quiz. They get your name, they get your email. Then suddenly, so, behaviorally, that's all stored. So can I just ask? Yes. So does that mean that the question they ask you, like watch which Harry Potter yes. house are you in? That's just bait to get you to click on it and give them some. So they don't care that you're a Hufflepuff because I thought they would like to know they're that. Not, they're not sending that to the people who buy the data. They're not like, oh, by the way and is a slytherin so like this is just she's evil yeah you might want to market evil products to her yeah this is a slytherin seller a soda stream uh this is a hufflepuff yeah have no friends yeah this is the this is a hufflepuff maybe like you know frozen embryos or something i don't know like anyway so like yeah all of that is just to grift your data 
That's all it is. And so what data do they get? They get your name, they get your email. email. Age. And they get like vague ideas of your personality based on the little personality quiz you just took for free. Oh, okay. It's like a marketing survey, but dressed up as a Harry Potter house. Right. So think about it. Like, what kind of person are you? Like this or this, this or that. And then so they're like, all right, we've got a vague idea of who that is. And then we can sell that on to a company. And I think that's absolutely fine. At least you're getting ads that are more directed for what you want. Well, I mean, like, fine isn't the word I'd use because, like, it's definitely <laughs> sneaky, you know? Oh, um, sneaky. But what are the real-world awful consequences of that? Well, you're just getting things marketed to you. Like, and they're, they're using it to swing elections. Like, they are doing oh, that's stuff bad, like that. Like, they're, they're like, this is the kind of person that we should show this thing to because they have all that data stored. And then when they do Facebook ads, they do lookalikes and they do this and that and they like make sure that that is given to the people that it's most going to resonate with. Okay. And they use that to manipulate you. My question though, with yes. this Russian thing with the face and the picture, mm. they get a picture of your face, a high-res picture of your face. Correct. Let's just say Vladimir Putin knows my face very well. Mm. What could he do with that information? Is he going to make a fake passport and travel to <laughs> Qatar on my name? Like he, what's He doesn't need a fake passport. Yeah, I Putin. He's actually got a plane. He'll just take it in. Um, so no. So basically what I, I mean, and this is just wild speculation. And just, just at this point in the podcast, I do want to point out that I don't actually smoke weed. I don't do that. <laughs> this is just who I am as a person. This isn't some paranoid, like, Oh, he's been online. Like, no, this is my understanding of how it works. Um, what you could do with that is you've got high-res images now, so you could do deep fakes of everybody. Oh, so, so we could get cancelled because someone could upload a deep fake of us saying the N-word. Well, that's true, but... Um, is Vladimir Putin planning to do that? Is that how he's going to... You cancelled Russia, now we're going to cancel you. In Soviet Russia, we cancel you. You know what I mean? Anyway, so... Because um, it's Soviet Russia, again. Uh, so, um, basically, I would assume that could mean that uh, you would have a very believable series of faces in like a deep fake Russian video of something that's happening. And then now you've just got all these Western faces in the background that look realistic. So instead of just like a single video of like someone saying something silly or like your, your favorite Harry Potter actor mm. in a, you know, Dumbledore fucking all male threesome. It's just. <laughs> Jacob some, Rowling would endorse that. He's gay. Of course. He's super gay. Um, so like it could be, uh, you know, background scene, like something happening and then all of us watching on and like we see that as like a real video as opposed to a fake video now because it's just like all these just generic random faces that they've grifted. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's a thousand other ways to get those faces like LinkedIn and like all this other shit. But I, I would only assume that's what they're doing. Like just collecting that data. See, I find that in, I kind of think that the Russians could achieve that. I think that they're quite... Mm. competent at that. I, I, I'm i not worried about the Australian government ever no. doing anything of that magnitude because I just don't think that they're competent enough to pull off anything like that. They're not creative enough. If you read our novels, they're nothing no compared good. to Dostoevsky, you know? Yeah, what's that? Tim Winton, a lot of, lot like, of words. Uh, just like, yeah, going to do a deep fake with us and Lockie Leonard, fuck off. <laughs> like, come on. Well, I remember when the government made it, because we had a similar concern in Australia when the government mm. brought out the COVID safe app. I do remember that. And everyone was like, which was awesome. Everyone was like, no, I don't want the government to track me. This is totalitarianism. Yeah. This is authoritarianism. Yeah. And then the government was like, oh yeah, it doesn't, it never worked. <laughs> it worked on like eight people. <laughs> yeah. 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 But they all work for the ABC. <laughs> so we found out exactly where they went. They're colluding. But I find that quite heartening. 
what, to know the, the government. government's too incompetent. Too incompetent to ever descend into some type of awful dystopian dictatorship. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that it's is hardening. reassuring. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've done a good job in Australia and, like, we just split power between so many people that no one can achieve anything. We've got the Senate, yeah. we've got the House, and we've got this Governor General. But, I mean, America's kind of on that. Like, I... I don't think I realized, because I did law. You did law as well, right? Did you do law too? Yeah. Uh, are you a lawyer? No, I never worked. Did you finish? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. I didn't um, know that about you. There well, you go. There you go. Um, Two lawyers doing comedy. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thought? And now they're trying to do a podcast. Crazy. People need to hear from us more. <laughs> the courtroom was not enough. Order. Order. <laughs> um. No, so like the separation of powers. Like obviously you get taught that in law school. And like I understood it and I liked it. I like the concept of it. You mm. know, it's just like it's not all concentrated in one place. Mm. There's checks and balances. And then you go to somewhere like America where the system is so broken by partisanship that you're like, oh, this is really bad. Because mm. like instead of the government, well, sorry, instead of the Supreme Court being a check and balance on the government independent from the government, mm. It's just an extension of the government. Like you're appointing people who believe in your party's policies and will enforce them. Mm. Like, so it's not at all. It's an extension. It's just like the final Senate. You know what I mean? It's like the final boss. 100%. And it's like, that's kind of crazy to think about. In Australia, though, the high court justices are appointed by the prime minister. Like, Mm. it's very strange because I think the government slash prime minister does approve slash appoint. Mm. the high court justices but for some reason it's not a partisan process like it is in america at least that's my understanding is that i don't think that on the court there's like the conservatives and the progressives the the right and the left well there i I remember like there was obviously because when we studied it was like justice kirby right like well kirby Kirby was was like the radical progressive but like he was just kind of so out of it and so he was just a classic dissenter. He was just, yeah, the little little contrarian, like like Mel Bracewell saying, fuck on the project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, I'm not going to play by your rules. <laughs> I don't care if you invite me back. I'm here. <laughs> um, he's actually the co-host of the Cheap Seats. Uh, so, um, yeah, so there was that. But, like, in America, I think it's just so polarized. Yes. Like, that, yeah, because in Australia, like, I mean... How different are the parties really? Like that's they're not actually that different. It's just like do you do you like center right or do you like center just a bit to the right? <laughs> yeah. Which is your favorite? Which is your favorite color, blue or red? Yeah. Just, whereas in America, yeah, it's just like it's isn't it crazy <laughs> that abortion like does, does anyone else like see the irony in like repealing the precedent of an abortion case because they're like, look, at the time, we thought it was what we were wanted, <laughs> but now we've decided that we don't. So we're just going to abort the law. And they don't see the irony in that? I, I do love the analogy. The idea of repealing abortion in Australia is absurd. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's just like, what? No, what? Mind you, you say that now, like uh, in a decade or two, they might decide that, you know, as you said, the more extreme I the idea is the more traction it gets, then maybe they'll it's change true. their mind on that. And that's that's the that's the internet again. Like it's just that's the algorithm. That's what the algorithm rewards: engagement. You get more engagement on extreme ideas than notional ideas. We Do you have any extreme like, okay. ideas you could just throw in at the end of this podcast to help with that engagement? Like the, could the you just most say something awful or insane, <laughs> just so that people click on it. Just so then we can send it to news.com.au and be like, hey, look what these 
two straight white men said on a podcast might, might be good to generate some clicks, <laughs> get well, some this, ad revenue going. But this is the thing. I feel like this is the exact same as the housing market. Okay. I do un- I do understand <laughs> that it would benefit me to act in that way. Yeah. But morally, I refuse to. Uh, okay, well. I don't want to buy a fucking unit and then rent that out to some international students or an immigrant family while I like leverage that to buy a two bedroom and then keep that and then leverage that to buy a four bedroom and then just keep locking cunts out and keeping my wealth in. It's so shit. Okay. But I'm asking you to say something God awful to end this podcast. Sure. Because previously you said that you wanted to be a martyr and you would choose that. So here's your opportunity to be a martyr, sacrifice yourself and your personal reputation for the good of this podcast. Sure. Uh, the the Australian dream <laughs> of owning your own home is fucking stupid. <laughs> Life is far more complicated than having a deed with your name on it and a couple of bricks and mortar. And we need to invest in something other than buying tradies more jet skis in this fucking country. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to be left behind because Australia has the exact same economic profile as Angola. And I don't know if you've heard, they're not doing great. Mm. I was hoping you were going to say something racist, but uh, that was pretty good too. I, it's, it's the morning. Give me a couple <laughs> of beers. I'll go. Daniel Malkinson, thank you so much for joining me on Topical. Do you have anything you want to plug? You've got a podcast yourself. Uh, not really. I, I do the thing with Steve Hofstetter. It's like a live kind of online-y show. Mm-hmm. It was a, a, ba- a, a pandemic baby uh, that has survived. Um, it's called Ask <laughs> Us Everything with Steve Hofstetter and Daniel Muggleton. See, sometimes abortion is not the correct choice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that thing you want to generate. <laughs> Always correction, uh, abortion is the correct choice. What are, we're just doing sound bites? Yeah, let's just say to? How do you want to piss off the American right? It's just like, I think we should only abort the white babies. How about that? Can we like that? Is that good? That'll be good. We can clip that up. We can send that out. That'll get some traction. <laughs> Thanks for that. I appreciate you throwing yourself on the fire like that. Look, anytime. Uh, obviously, follow Daniel Muggleton, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, everywhere. He's touring around the country. I've been Michael Schaefer. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode.